Oh, bro, I'm I'm trudging through some of the. I don't get my mouth working. Been there working you go. All day. There you go. Yeah. Lemon face, lion face. God, lemon. What is it? Lemon face. Lemon. Lemon face. Lion face. I like it. I like it. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 73 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe, leave five stars, tell a friend, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, bringing the heat, most awesome. That's right. I'm bringing that summertime That's heat, That's you, folks. brother. We blame that on you. It's hot AF outside. Is that you, buddy? You do it that? It is me, baby. It is me. I, I unbuttoned a couple shirts. Yeah. Released, released that season, that oh, hotness nice. out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so uh, we recorded at a different time last week, didn't we? What was the score? What's your week been like? What's happening? We, oh, yeah, just working, baby, just getting ready for the most awesome commission Dr. Mrs. Kamish, Kamisha 2.0, Kamish Jr. Ooh. Going on a little vacay coming up here. Yeah. So by the time this audience is listening to it, I'll be in sunny Florida, chilling on the beach. That's right. Drinking. I'm, I'm going to be in Florida. You're going to be in Florida. Yeah, we already talked about this. Were we close enough yeah, to meet did. up? I don't think we were. We're like five hours. Yeah. That's so like a quick turnaround, Tempting. two and a half hours. Once I land in the Sunshine State, Great. it's Ubering it two and a half hours mainland. Yeah, yeah. And going in there. And then we can pod together. Okay, perfect. This is worth it. I'll perfect. meet you halfway. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we've got a jam packed episode 73. We're doing a uh, rip from the headlines. We're doing 2019 fantasy football top 10. It's that time, people. It is that time. Ooh, I'm mm. excited. MAB inbox pulling down a couple of emails. We are going to do the Neapolitan showdown. We're doing top bands to see in concert, dead or alive. We're going to do the Brandana Gambling Corner. We're doing AFC East. We're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, your hour of power starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, brother. Uh, rip from the headlines. Fantasy football, 2019 top ten. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? We're, we're talking about it because we are midway through July, which means August, and mm. training camp is almost there. And all of our listeners out there are slowly starting to buy those fantasy football magazines, unravel who's going to be their their first round pick. Who's going to be their top in their top ten? Who are they going to not like? Who are they going to like? Love it, brother. Yeah, I did that. You bought your fantasy. Do you buy the fantasy football magazines? I do buy the fantasy football magazine. I, I like I like feeling it. Yeah. I like I like just kind of leafing through it and be like, oh yeah, it's all online now. It is. Most of it is online, and there's a lot of like print ups and top three hundreds and top one hundreds and top positional players and things like that. So it's all online. I like to print it up and have it at the ready. I don't 
scroll through on like draft day too much through that but leading up to it i will definitely leave through the magazines and all the all that stuff so that's good i got a little concerned about this brother so we're gonna do this we're gonna talk about our top 10 yeah Uh, yeah. we did i think we covered some fantasy football last year obviously we'll do it again this year we'll get it done i do you have a little concern of the people listening to the pod getting a little just getting a little inside information a little slant yeah yeah like on the way we fantasy football bro yes yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where, you know, as we're podcasters first, but a very close second is fantasy second. footballers. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. like, I, I mean, no one's listening to me. They're just like, oh, this is the tip on how to go six and seven. Like, no one's like <laughs> leaning in when I, when I drop my hot thoughts. Everyone's no, I'm going to have the sexy. Yeah. If it's rookie and running back, I'm probably very interested. I very much have yes. a blueprint you can follow. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, how many leagues that you, uh, do you kind of rock and roll in when it comes, like, to each given year? I used to. I used to do three leagues. Yeah. And then I cut down to just one league, the league that shall not be named. Yes. Now we've added a second league in there, a dynasty league, which I think we could talk about that league. I mean, not like we did get, I I think we did get the green light. Yeah. 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 Or we're taking it. So that's kind of, that's kind of, that's a prison rules league. That's a no holes barred. Like you just kind of get in there and bang around. Yeah, exactly. The, the league that shall not be named. That one is, uh, that one's much more personal and closer to our hearts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I I think two leagues is the optimum number of leagues. Uh, I I don't I can't wrap my head around the guys that are in like four and five leagues. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you and I are both super competitive when it comes to fantasy football. So to have like that perfect like golden Sunday where all the things align perfectly, where my one guy scores well enough for me. But I'm also going against that same guy, so he doesn't kill me too much. Like that, I, I it just drives me nuts. It would drive me nuts. Yeah, you're right. It's super cliche, but it does take the fun out of it. Like you just yeah. have, oh my god, I just, ugh. Sorry, I just had like this striking memory of like bar guy that roots on like every fantasy thing happened on the TV, and he has to update you. He has that guy on his fantasy squad on this team, but yeah. not on this one. It's, and you're like, like, you're like, how many squads do you have, uh, bro? Yeah. I just got ahead. And, 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 and also, like, right you have all those guys on one one <laughs> roster. Like, yeah, but that's, that's, that's right. Like, it, like it, totally, it, it removes the fun of the league if you're just like, if everything that happens is good and negative for you, it's just like, well, you got to put your foot yeah. down somewhere. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, if, if you own Mike Evans, but we're also going against Mike Evans, yeah. it would suck if he blew up and had like three touchdowns and 180 yards. Like, at one point, you'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. Because then what ultimately happens is you have leagues that you don't care about as much. Exactly. And that tears at the fabric, and you and I are big proponents of this that tears at the fabric of the fantasy football league itself yeah and that's if you have about. owners who don't care and people who don't just don't give a shit or don't set their lineup it fucks everything up it's such the the wrench and the whole cog yeah it's problem. you gotta rank your shit too out of the gate like i have ranked mine like number one i'll be honest so number one is whatever game i bet the most money on sure number two is the vikings number yeah. three is the league that cannot be named yeah. And then there's like some daily fantasy stuff. And then if I have a high number like fantasy league and then, you know, like the other ones kind of fall in place. Yeah, exactly. Daily fantasy stuff is is fun because that's like you're basically like a, a fantasy nomad, right? You're just picking yeah. the best players. It doesn't matter if it's on your team. Ideally, probably you have a little control on that. So if you're if you're going against like a Saquon Barkley, um, unless it's just like the super juicy matchup that you can't pass up daily fantasy, you're probably not picking them if you're going against them. Just because you don't want to have that like conflict of interest. I don't know. I don't. I don't do a ton of daily fantasy stuff, but that would be my feeling going into it. Maybe that's not the most tactful move, 
but I think for my sanity's sake, I would do that. No, you get into it. Like, I mean, like, there's plenty. Like, I swear to God, every podcast that you listen to that's not ours, don't listen, that has to do with yeah. fantasy football. They're going to be, like, sponsored, I think, somehow by, like, these daily fantasy leagues happening. Right. It's fun. It's just a different sport. Like, it's just a little way to pat yourself on the back if you're just like, oh, this would be a great lineup this week. It, it can be kind of a different sport. But let's get into yeah. it, brother, before you uh, run out of time to fill up this whole hour of fantasy yeah. football. And, and FanDuel. FanDuel. We're talking to you. DraftKings. We're talking to you. Oh, yeah. We got yes. some Sponsorships available. Do a little ad. We haven't had an ad since Zombie Dads. Zombie Dads, yeah. Zombie Dads put in a little ducats on it. They did. They did. Um, What do we do with those ducats? Uh, Next subject. Uh, (laughs) So number, let's just do uh, top three. Let's do top two out of the gate because we're probably going to be pretty close. Uh, I went pretty chalk on this. I got Barkley and Elliott. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's it. The only question mark for me with. Uh, with Zeke is just watching the potential holdout yeah. camp holdout. That'd be the only thing. And again, when we're doing this, make sure that I, th- I think you probably came at it with a half point perception per reception league, right? Like you, I, I you, did. Yeah. And, and a 50, 50, yeah. I probably lean to the full PPR. Cause that seems pretty standard now. I don't yeah. like it. Does. I don't think anyone's doing the no PPR at all. No PPR. Yeah. Okay. So it's one of those things. So again, in these rankings, when you're looking at it, that's kind of what we're basing it off of. And, um, and, uh, it's very important to look and know about your scoring system and how you rank these guys. But I had, I had the same two. I had Saquon, Zeke, but just had a little bit of a, hey, just keep an eye on that monitor, that contract situation. Yeah, I really want to talk about this, and this isn't the pod to get into it. Uh, sure. Just because, I mean, it is our pod, and we can. There's just not going to be yeah. time to really dive into it. But, like, just kind of valuing running backs and what this kind of chain reaction of holdouts and new contracts and running backs trying to get paid immediately is going to kind of affect the league and what it's going to affect, like, like mainstream running backs and at least for the next two years like how their value diminishes a little bit on the fact it's just like are these guys going to miss four games or going to miss eight we're not going to see them at all yeah and, and that's a good point the the holdout stuff is to be to be watched but still there's going to be there's such a, a a disparity between those like upper echelon top four to five backs and then that drop off in yeah. between there that's the biggest thing yeah, but so that's like, why you that's why we prioritize the value of a Saquon and an Elliott because we know the drop off to then like Joe Mixon is greater than the drop off on the wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I de- definitely agree with that. And Saquon still goes to that old camp for me. It's just like a uh, great player and shitty team. And I know like I'm super lower yeah. on the Giants than everybody else is, but it's also yeah. like it's just that feeling you get in week two where you're just like, oh shit, he's only getting the ball 12 times and there's eight in the box. Oh yeah, that's right because the Giants fucking suck. Like why didn't I right. see this? Right. Yeah, but it, he is a good receiver out of the backfield and they're going to find different ways to get him the ball. And if, if, if not for anything, fantasy weeks are saved on like one goal line touchdown. And if they're yeah. good for that, you you're getting you're rocking six points plus sixty some on yards. You're at twelve points, and that's like a that's a pretty solid fantasy day. It's not a win your week type fantasy day, but it's not going to lose you your week either. Yeah, and he's, I mean he's just I mean he's a fucking beast. We saw him last year, right. like with no yeah. And there, uh, the Giants' offense, in all fairness, was worse last year than it's going to be this year. I mean, I I know like Odell Beckham Jr. is gone, but it seems like they they added at least like a little bit more pieces to keep it a little bit more even keeled. And function a lot yeah. less of just kind of like this desperation one two punch. So, I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what do you have in your uh, three, four three four spot? 
three, four, five. Three, four, five. So, Is that line up together? Okay. Let's see. Because yeah. I, I went, I think I went rogue on all of these. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So I went, I went Christian McCaffrey. Pass. At number three. I think he's just going to get, again, it's that same like Saquon thing. He's their real main offensive weapon. He's going to catch a ton of balls. He's going to get a lot of touches. And he might not score a ton of, ton of touchdowns, but he's going to get a lot of yards, a lot of catches. Catching in, main... in space, in space, as they say. In space. I, absolutely. In space. I, I get it. Like, it's just like with some someone, a running back like that, that's not going to be between the tackles, that's a little dependent on getting it in space on a team that I don't necessarily think is going to be a above average team. I'm just a little worried about investing that high of a draft pick in him. Is that fair enough to say? Sure. He's also so then, and it, so then I have Alvin Kamara as my number four, which you could easily sway me. I just think that there's going to be less of a of a running back share in in Carolina than there is in New Orleans. So that's why I gave the slight edge to Christian McCaffrey over Alvin Kamara. But if you like high octane offense, like you know, Drew Brees is not going deep. It's going to be a short ball game. And Alvin Kamara can run between the tackles a little bit, so and he's a little bit more versatile than um, some of the other running backs that are out there. So I have him at fourth, but you could easily flip flop him and go four, uh, uh, go Kamara three and McCaffrey four. And then I like my number one overall wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins Hop, for the D-Hop. Houston Texans. D-Hop. I love him. I think he's great. He's on my da- dynasty team. I think he is. The, the top wide receiver in the league, and I think he's going to get a ton of catches yeah. and uh, put up big numbers this year. Now worried about Fuller? Fuller the third? Fuller, Fuller the fourth? How Fuller many, the, where, the fifth? Where, yeah. Where's where Fuller in this? Fuller the where, Fuller in this injury plague? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got uh, – actually, so McCaffrey and Kamara did fall outside my top ten. Is where it's Ooh, just gonna get weird. outside your top ten? Outside my top ten. It's just going to get weird down here. I, I, made, I made some stretches and had to do some hats off. Um, there you go. So, uh, so number three, I will say D D hop landed in my sixth spot. I do like him a lot as my wide receiver too, obviously. Uh, cause number three is going to be a little homework. Dalvin cook, man. Oh I, my God. I don't know why our back 11 overall ESPN has him. That's fucking insane. Like the games he's started like one, I know you got to get healthy, but when he started, sure. like he was came out of like, the gates on fire it was just like oh he's transitioning to the league like this is gonna be a real deal and they got hurt and fucking injuries happen and i think it'll bounce back okay i mean we'll there's, see. there's a lot of offensive weapons so he's not like it's easy for him to get lost in all that attention like i think he's gonna catch some balls i think he's gonna Two, he's gonna move so last year after the coming back from the acl tear yeah missed one two three four five games in your fantasy season really tank because you you were high on delvin last year tanked your fantasy season had one game over 100 100 yards that was week 15 against miami that's the only two touchdowns he had that game you're going you've heard it here first folks number three delvin cook number three overall baby number three i also did want to bring up about alvin Kamara. your uh in your four spot i believe yeah are you concerned at all with uh latavius murray vulturing some touchdown touches not any not no i'm not okay not 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 in the same way that he didn't vulture that much from any of the other times he's been in timeshares i mean he you know you had we had mckinnon two years ago and him and it was just him and dalvin last year i don't i'm not really worried about it i think it's going to be the same old same old i mean i think mark ingram's a better 
running back between the tackles than than Murray is. I, we, we've just never seen this like top end elite echelon that Latavius Murray is. He's good. He's big. He's athletic. But you know, great. Okay. I, I think I think Peyton's going to work him in. Perfect. Fine. Fine. We're not just, uh, so uh, my <laughs> first receiver number four, uh, Devonte Adams. Like I think uh, new kind of coaching regime in Green Bay. And I think Aaron Rodgers. I think he has kind of a breakout. Almost like as a fuck you to all these reports and things are coming out. Like I just think he's going to come out blazing, and, and when he blazes, yeah. he's just going to throw a lot. And I think Devonte Adams is going to be receiving some touchdown passes. And then um, right out the top five, this is a little crazy pick, but I I still like James Conner. Like I like what he did in Pittsburgh. I think he picked up that slack a lot. I not a lot. Like Pittsburgh seems to get a little bit more looking to each other in the locker room as something to prove. Like we didn't need like yeah. these two like huge egos. So I. I think like he grinds it out. I think gets a lot of touches. Yeah, it, that'll be interesting because the one thing that I had, and I have James Conner in my top ten. He's my top. He's my tenth overall uh, player, and I had my my biggest question mark on him is, you know, after he went down with that, I think it was an ankle injury towards the end of the year. Jalen yeah. Sam- Samuels came in, sure. yeah, and played point. basically as well as he did. So it did make give me a little bit of pause that maybe they won't just give him 30 touches a game, the work Jalen Samuels in there. And, yes, the 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 fuck you to Le'Veon Bell. Hey, our offensive line is, you know, we're, we're as much of a reason for your success as just you. Yeah. Um, I did kind of wonder if that might fall off a little bit of the wayside, but, you know, then losing that a- a- uh, Antonio Brown, that might kind of bring it back a little bit. They just want to play well all, all together. Um, and James Conner is a James Conner is a, a great story to to talk about. So I, I have no problem in your top five. I think it's a scant high for sure. him, but I could see. I mean, if you if you said he had thirteen touchdowns, it would not shock me. Right. He might yeah. only have right. yeah. seven or eight hundred yards, but he might get thir- thirteen touchdowns. Yeah, I was totally like I, I don't think I'd be surprised. I, th- I think we know we'll see. This is what makes. <laughs> This is what makes the NFL so much different than the NBA. Like, if you lost, you know, uh, one of arguably the top two running backs and one of arguably, like, the top three wide receivers and you're like, oh, still going to make the playoffs, which the Pittsburgh Steelers, like, still have a shot to do. Like, right. in the NBA, you'd be like, no, no fucking way. Like, you're yeah, we're done. Talent, but, we're fucked. But it's yeah. still, like, it, it'll be – Pittsburgh's going to be fun to watch. I want to see how they kind of, like, rebrand themselves. It, it definitely seems like a better fit for – you know, uh, Tomlin and Roethlisberger. All right, buddy. Um, I have Hopkins as my six, who you brought yep. up already. Uh, so my seven, eight, probably. Yeah, these aren't like huge shockers. You know, I'm high on this guy. I got Derrick Henry at seven. Ooh. And then I got a. Uh, I got Michael Thomas in New Orleans at eight. I think uh, Derrick Henry. We all know I'm high on him. Like he came out guns blazing. Finally, seeing like he was given the amount of touches he was supposed to get at the end of last season. And I see. Right. I see that kind of on the upswing. The guy's a beast. He's monster like hard to tackle. I, I know there was like some weird runs where you know like after everything, but I we really saw like I don't remember which game it was. Like the three touchdowns first half so- or whatever. Yeah, it was that Thursday night game against I think it was Miami where he had that ninety nine yard touchdown run. He was just on fire. I mean, I think he won Derrick Henry probably won if people had him on their roster and going into the playoffs. He probably won a couple games for him in the playoffs just because he was untouchable. Or at least got teams into the playoffs. Yeah. I did not have Derrick Henry in my top ten. 
So I valued again. This is where I would say, like, look at your scoring. Because if, if you're not a PPR league, okay, and there are some that are out there, the value of Derrick Henry where you have him is probably a little closer to, to accurate. But the simple fact that Derrick Henry doesn't is not a receiving guy out of the backfield. Yeah. There's a little changeover. I mean, you got Mariota, you got a wishy-washy offense. So it's prime for him to get a lot of goal line touches and rushes for sure. So if you're not in a PPR league or a half point per reception league, Derrick Henry is a good option for you. But this is where I valued um, receptions over over everything else when I when I looked at my running backs. Uh, I did have Devontae Adams at six, and then I went down the line. I went Melvin Gordon at seven, even, and I I made him a little bit lower considering Contract. health and injury stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he's one of those guys that if you're if you're drafting Gordon in the first round, which you which you probably almost have to if you're in the first round in that first ten to twelve picks, um, make sure you're getting Austin Eckler as your backup. Like I'm not I've never been a huge proponent of handcuffing. But now more so the way that we see it, it's like you almost with a Melvin Gordon, you almost have to handcuff. And even James Conner, who we talked about earlier, like I'd handcuff with Jalen Samuels. Um, and then I had my eight was David Johnson. And I think, again, these are poor offenses. This is high tempo in the what's what's that coach's name over there in Arizona? What's his name again? Oh, um, Chris Kringle sends Stein. Cramp. Krempenhauser. That's right. So crispy Krempenstein. Gotcha. So that offense will be wide open. I think they're going to sling it. And I think what it means is you're going to get a lot of like bullshit receptions where it's like I get a I get a point for a catch, but it was like a three yard catch. And if you're doing decimal points for your for your rushing yards. At po- you're getting 1.3 points on like a benign three yard catch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel better. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and so, Sorry, Chad O Dog stepped in. Say hello, O Dog. We're ranking our fantasy football players. What up? I've been low on David Johnson. I think this, you know, this new quarterback might shake things up a little bit. I mean, he's definitely yeah. outside of my top 10. Um, I got Michael. I got Michael Thomas at eight, and then I. I don't. So I want to go back to Arizona real fast with David Johnson. It, it might be a little interesting with the the new quarterback situation and the new coach situation, like you were talking about, to see if because you know it, it, he didn't come out of the league with like the best offense in the world, but he was still kind of doing things. So maybe it's just kind of this shake it up and changing a change of scenery at least, like just with the administration wise that might help him kind of refine that footing. Yeah. That seen uh, yeah. And I think, I think there's, they got a lot of wide receiver offense or, or options, but they're, they're, they're very young. And so they're going to need somebody. They've got Larry Fitzgerald there still, but they're going to need somebody to tote the rock to get, you know, a little catch out of the backfield for five or six yards. And again, when we're just trying to get points and scores, excuse me, scoring opportunities, I think I, I like him more than I like some other guys. Plus, I like a little bit of the, uh, hey, everyone thinks we're going to be hot you know, garbage coming out of the gate, and I like that yeah. little edge coming to it. Plus, you might get him low. You might get him at, like, the top of the – like, if he's sitting there at the top of the second round 
at like I mean, that's, 14 that's, or that's 15. what I would say exactly. I mean, that's and that's where he is to me. Like, I, I become super interested if I kind of get through that first round and he's sitting there. I'm yeah. just like, I don't want to walk in and the first name I see on my roster is David Johnson. For sure. And that's one of those things where it's like, all right, so you got Michael. I mean, this is where at this point in your draft, if you're in like a 10 team league or a 12 team league, if you're sitting there and you're at like pick eight or nine, that's where you might value like a more consistent wide receiver, like a Michael Thomas, yeah. Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., even Juju Schuster Smith, Smith Schuster, uh, and Antonio Brown. Like all those guys might Ooh. just be a more consistent yeah. play that you can sit there and be like, all right, well, coming around the turn, if you're doing a snake style draft, you come around that turn, you're going to get that. Or in a in an auction scenario, that's where you start to read the tea leaves because we know everyone's going to spend those dollars, those high dollar amounts on uh, those top did you guys. Just bring up auction, bro. Did you just bring up auction. I did. To me? I, I did. I just segued into auction. But that's where you could look at it and just kind of keep him on your radar and try and snipe him for once all the bucks are gone. If you hold on to your dollars, you might snipe him for, you know, 80 cents on the dollar. You know what I mean? Like get him at a real value. Yeah, I feel there. Okay, so rounding out my top 10, um, my last two spots are just usual suspects. I got uh, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, He just the talent deserves respect to be up there. Yeah. Although I think he's going to be on kind of a garbage team. And I don't necessarily like. I mean, we'll talk more about the Jets later. Yeah. We, oh, yes, we yes we will. Hopefully not too much. And then uh, Todd Gurley. I get like no one really knows the state of Todd Gurley. Like he's like the yes. greatest mystery since like the knee. The knee uh, arthritis scares me. I did not have him yeah. in my top ten. I dropped him down and I I put him in. I put him below. Even though Joe Mixon and Joe Mixon is a really good running back but his offensive line garbage, he plays in a op- shitty offense. But that's one of those guys that top of that second round, you might get a good steal or good value out of. And Nick Chubb, and then I had him below Dalvin Cook as well too. Um, but, yeah, the, the knee injury and the the play and the performance in the playoffs in that last part of the season really kind of made me nervous with yeah. uh, Gurley. Uh, okay, real fast before we get out of this segment, who's just way too low on the overall board that you're high on? Can you even say that? Are you too worried about people listening to this and kind of snake you in some drafts right now? Can you just talk a guy that maybe we should be looking at? Not a first-round guy per se, but maybe if he falls to you in the second round, you're just like, keep your, like, maybe like a fourth-round guy that's going to go a little early. That's a good one. Um, I think... I, I do think people are very much sleeping on um, uh, AJ Green. AJ, I know yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the quarterback good. situation is is kind of shit, um, but I think people are going to sleep on him, and I think he's got one last year in there. Like he's kind of ADP wise, you're looking at like thirty second overall, which puts him like in that Devonte Freeman. Marlon Mack, yeah. you know, Derek Henry. I I just think he's a better player. Yeah. Um and I think people are rating Stefan Diggs too low as well too. Um I think I mean Minnesota's got a ton of options with between Thielen and and all that. So it's just if that offensive line can come together, uh I don't know if he's going to be number 3 overall, but that's 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 pretty high, but 
Delvin Cook could get a few touches too. So I, okay. I don't think he's three three overall, but he might sure. be a little. Lower I, I think I made my point. With a lot of people like putting <laughs> Derrick Henry, who's uh, sitting around number thirty five overall in my top ten. I guess if I had to yeah. do one kind of stretch player, I take a look at Sony Michelle. I think uh, the Patriots, especially if you know Tom Brady starts looking the forty two he is. Let's remember, like this last year, also they did rely a lot on the running game in Sony Michelle's rookie year, and I think maybe he can, he might have the talent. I, I know there's a little tweak issue towards the end of last year, but he might have the talent to be a mainstay back, even though that's not really Belichick style, but just kind of be, you know, the bell cow in New England. That wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. Wouldn't be uh, them because they might just chew him up, and that might be his one last good year. So Sony Michelle did not does not have. Um, I think an MCL in his knee. He also like, he kind of suffers a little bit from that same Todd Gurley thing. Yeah, I like where you're at because I like where the offense is. Is they're they're kind of definitely zigging instead of zagging, and I think they're going to just rotate a lot of running backs. They did draft Damian. We'll talk about this in the AFC East, but they did draft Damian Harris, the running back that split time with Josh Jacobs, the first rounder that went to Oakland. Um, so Damian Harris, they had Damian Harris was the starter for Alabama. So that's one of those guys where they just those will be your Michelle and Harris will be your downs one and two backs, and then they'll rotate in uh, James, James White, White and yeah. and Burkhead in that receiving core. So I think there'll be a timeshare, but you know what? I think like as a as like your second or third running back, you might be able to sneak something out of them um, in that you know middle part of the year that uh, no one was expecting when they're just trying to grind through the schedule oh, love those rbs okay we'll see guys well this is uh, up against it as we are this is the time of year to shoot in That's those right. fantasy football emails hit us up at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com we're gonna be talking plenty of fantasy football because it's fucking summer and ain't nothing else going <laughs> on uh all right brother let's get into the mab inbox summer 11 um wedding season is upon us which means it's time to hook up and break up Tell me, fellas, what's the best and worst part of a summer fling? Ooh. Uh, all right, brother. Uh, let's do the sour first. Worst part of a summer fling. What do you got? Ooh, worst part. Uh, is HPV an answer? Is that a... <laughs> 100% is, sure. 100%, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, obviously, like, the, the worst part of it is is actually – you know catching feelings in that summer fling i would say sure. you know I'll actually kind of romantic not, all right yeah i know okay. not wanting it to not wanting summer to be over i really kind of looked at it from like 16 to about 26 like that was my that was my summer fling time yeah yeah, yeah but yeah yeah and so uh so yeah then like not wanting it to go and end or sometimes you're getting into something that was like hey i just wanted to to be Lays off air and casual, and you want this to be a lot more than what it is. That's never fun either. Yeah, yeah, it goes. You always think like you want to be like the breakup, or until like you always think you like you want to break up with them until you actually have to break up with them, and you're just like, oh shit, this is so much. I'd rather have like I'd rather feel like yeah. shit and be destroyed than like hurt this person's feelings. Um, yeah. We'll get that yeah. best part. Okay, worst part for me, uh, kind of said, like all your summer plans went out the window. Like, I think, like, you and your boys are going to go on, like, boat trips or, like, you're going to do all these things. And then all of a sudden, you're just going on hikes with this new girl. Like, not even the same (laughs) circle friends. Like, nobody knows who she is. Like, all those daytime drinking trips to the bar. Like, you're just, like, going to wine country all of a sudden. It's just like, where the fuck were you for, like, (laughs) like 12 weeks? And it's just like, I met this chick. It's like, who is she? It's like, well, she's gone now. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It's over. Uh, I'll never get that time back. All right. And I'll go into the best part. Um... So it has an expiration date. 
So Summer okay. Fling has an expiration date, which makes it uh, exciting. It makes it exciting. And also, I think the best thing also is it makes both parties less critical. Like, why the fuck is she going to be like, you know what? You should work out more. You could you could lose like eight pounds because, I mean, she's not going to see you after August anyway. So it's like sure. everyone's just like a lot more chill. Like this only we know this has a shelf life. Everybody sure. relax. Let's not get any each other's shit about things and just let it play. Yeah. Out. Yeah, I do like the fact, too, you brought this up. I, I like the fact that Summer Flings also implies that everyone has their beach and summer bodies ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're coming yeah. out of that like, oh, shit. Right. Like, I, I ate a little too much during the wintertime. No one's going to like me during the summertime. I better, better ramp this up, get this back in peak physical form. <laughs> so that's always good. Um, the weddings, can I tell you this? Sure. I, I started thinking about wedding dates and how fun wedding dates are. Like wedding dates are actually pretty fun if you think about it. Like going to a wedding, it's like romance is in the air, you're having fun, and if you have a good date, obviously don't bring like a, a rando to a wedding date, but if well, you have yeah, a good that's date, the problem, yeah. That is a problem. That's yes. that's a problem. Unless you think she can hang, like but there's a rare chick Oof, that yeah, can, she probably can thread that needle, yeah. right? Exactly. Well you also probably that's the bad thing about summer flings too. Like you just kind of you just over like put them on a pedestal way too much it's just like this this is like the coolest ever you bring around your friends you're just like dude i don't i don't know what your fucking problem is like oh yeah that that's a great point because the the inclusion of a summer fling yeah to the group can be exactly. a tough putt sometimes too they're just so like you're oh, the, is it is it Teresa with an h or like an e you're like don't worry about it that is the right. last time you're gonna see her don't just chill out. right right <laughs> just put just put plus one do you spell that um but the the wedding date is always fun because like I thought about like wearing the wedding like you wear a suit to the wedding most like most of the time you yeah. get that like I it's thought about the evolution mm -hmm. and then like then like but the post date like the 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 suit jacket going on the girl at the end of the night oh, yeah. like there is no like there is no better feeling sure. than that moment you're like that's my girl she's wearing my jacket exactly man you know I mean, what I mean? yeah it harkens back to like high school like uh wearing your letter jacket it's just like what up yeah, exactly. It doesn't fit her very well. Exactly. You know what I mean? Good callback. Uh, all right. Next email. Um, career. So Rajon Rondo signed with the Lakers. If he was a championship this year, has he had a better career than Chris Paul? All right. So real fast, I threw this down. I come out of the gate. The only reason I'm talking through this question is because I know you're going to steal it. Uh, here's right. career stats right here. Run, uh, Rajon Rondo, 10.4. Four points a game, 4.8 rebounds, 8.5 assists over 825 games. Chris Ball, 18.5 points, 4.5 boards, 9.7 assists over 9.50. So uh, I'll let you jump into this. I know you like to answer sports questions a little bit more difficult. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I have the actual take on it. I think that it is... I think I just want to say this. I the NBA doesn't value chips as much as maybe the other leagues. And by the other leagues, I just mean the NFL. NFL, you need sure. that. and I think this has come up before. NFL, you need that ring to be considered to be in that that top echelon. Like right. NBA, especially for quarterbacks too. Especially for quarterbacks. Yeah, NBA doesn't seem to be as critical or like or like a must have, a prerequisite. No. I I would agree with you. I mean it does certainly help. But it's not the the measure of a player is not that's not the end all be all. I mean, we talked about Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Um, oh, I got a big yeah, big shot Bob Robert Ory. Big shot Bob won seven yeah, championships, had, not on any top fifty list. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so you look at those sorts of things. I mean, 
it, this question stood out to me for twofold. One, because our listeners now are are stealing our our superpower, our telemathic superpower. Oh, right, because this listener wrote in on like when was that? Like July six or something like that. Yeah, yeah. then one. not not a few days later or not a few days ago, Ryan Hollins was on first take talking about this very same premise. Yeah. This very same premise. So like two weeks later on ESPN, I, they must be clearly monitoring our email. It's the only yeah. answer I have. But telemathic props to the that emailer. Number two, the second point is how this question shows me how far the Chris Paul stock has dropped in terms of the opinion too, yeah. of his player. Yeah. It's, was- it just when it when because when I read it when I read that I was like ooh that's a kind of a good question then I did what you did and I looked at the stats and I'm like are we fucking high yeah like are, did we miss something here like what happened I know there's not a lot of good fanfare for Chris Paul right now I, I think that's a exactly lot, what happened I, I put that I put that in my notes go ahead brother what do you got yeah no I, I I think a lot of it has to do with like playoff Rondo right who sure. won a title in Boston and was an integral piece in there and their kind of run as a rookie and actually has kind of played well in the playoffs like much better than he has during the regular season not that he's been a bad player but he just played better so you've got playoff rondo and then you've got chris paul who's only made it to the conference finals in his league once and it was just last year or two years ago technically two two playoffs ago with the rockets so you have this like great regular season player in chris paul you know he's a nine-time all-star nine-time all-defensive player, all t- eight-time all-NBA player, but just hasn't been able to be, like, the premier guy for a title run. And then you have Rajon Rondo, who's an all-star in his own right, four-time all-star, um, four-time all-defensive, never's made an all-NBA team, but yet he's, like, a inter- he, like, fits in this, in this, like, perfect, like, pass-first defensive point guard, doesn't need a lot of scoring, but does just enough. And and I think people look at those two things and say, well, then clearly they're equal. And it's like, no, no, no. Chris Paul is a better player. He just has not. He's been. He's played in a historically stronger conference his entire career, and he just he ha- he hasn't played well in the playoffs when it mattered. But the pressure has always been on him significantly more than say a Rajon Rondo, who's always had a Paul Pierce, a Ray Allen, a Kevin Garnett. Uh, Anthony Davis, like he's had players or better, much better players around him. Yeah, so I want to look at two things. Like number one, I want to ask you kind of out of the gate. Like if you're a dickhead and just like kind of hard to get along with and hard to play with, like does that kind of drop the stock a little bit just on your legacy value career wise? Yeah, and but you could say that for both Rajon. That's what Rondo I was gonna say. That's why I yeah. say, if you asked this question four years ago, like it's a no fucking brainer. It's just like Chris Paul, like six ways to Sunday laps, absolutely. And I don't know what he did, like tank his stock, but like let his personality fly, or just the frustration of getting older, or like whatever it is, or like feeling that window close and wanting to get that chip. I don't, I don't know what it is, or maybe he was just always a dickhead. We didn't see it. That happens. Yeah. Hashtag Michael Jordan. But it's also <laughs> like that being said, and it's also. The playoff runs do matter. So it almost sounds like you're changing your own mind that like Rondo might have the better career. Because would career career mean if you never never made the playoffs, but another player like if you're a better regular season player, but another player has more has a chip and actual like a decent playoff record and played like meaningful minutes, is that a better career? Oof. Yeah, I mean that's if you look at it in that ultimate definition, just of like 
team success. Because the question is not who's the better player; it's who had the better career. Right, right. If you if you look at the career in terms of like overall team success, yes, it's a little bit closer. I mean, obviously, he's won a championship. John Rondo has won a championship, and if he wins two, that would be pretty significant for somebody that hasn't won one. And that'll be, you know, Carl Malone never won a chip, but we. And and same with with Charles Barkley, we revere them in that upper echelon of power forwards. But as time rolls on, we will definitely move them down the line. If say, say for example, Zion Williamson, if Zion Williamson wins two two titles in his career and yeah, you know, averages twenty points and ten a game, we'll probably look at that and has like comparable stats and some comparable All Star runs and things like that. We'll, we'll we might look at it in a different light. And that's the thing is, is those championships, I think, cement your legacy and where you are as a player. Yeah, that's what I want to close on right there. It's like, it's a good point. Yeah. Like you just, by after when you put enough time in between and you can't see it anymore, like those chips just kind of start screaming a lot louder. And like that yeah. playoff record and everything. Because that's all you have to go off. Like you need to get to play. All right, guys, if you have uh, any shit for our inbox, hit us up at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. And also, uh, Sinova, again, bring those fantasy football questions. I'm excited about them. Bring any questions. We answer everything. Talk about Summer Lovin'. Talk about Rajon Rondo. We'll cover it all. We'll give a right. shit. Uh, it's That's a lot of range bring, right bring there in the inbox. Jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. All right, Neapolitan Showdown, what started out as rankings of fucking ice cream flavors, turned in just, I mean, it's just the rage of the summer. It's like uh, it's like that dance, that dance they did in summertime back in the 60s. I don't know. Oh, is there a yeah, dance? I don't like, know what the, Jim, I don't know what it is. Jimmy I just Ballin? think I just think that our, our our ice cream is just melting a little bit right here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's so hot. You're just trying so, to yeah, exactly. keep it all in your uh, uh, like yeah. uh, great. We're doing um top three bands to see in concert all time, uh, dead or alive. Dead or alive. Yeah, that is not a tip of the hat to John Budget. Maybe it's a tip of the hat to yours. Okay, I'm, I'm not good. Okay, so here's my thing. Like, I I don't understand concerts. I just... You don't understand I, I, I don't get it. Like, I get the concept. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand why they we exist. We all show up. Under. It just seems... To watch a band play, for that to be the main focus, just seems crazy to me. I would get concerts if just, like, why isn't... Like what's a like the Jonas Brothers? Why aren't the Jonas Brothers just playing live at like a crunch gym, and you could like work out to the Jonas Brothers like playing? Or it's like, it's like why is Taylor Swift not doing a concert at like Best Buy? So you can like be walking around, you can get the shit you need, and you're just like, oh yeah, like kind of like this. It just seems like for the concert to be the main focus, for me to watch someone play a three minute song that I've heard before, just it seems. I just can't get my head around it. I can't. For to for two hours, right? Like two hours. Several three-minute songs that I've heard for like a two-hour yeah. stint. Yeah. Then before that, some other group that I kind of maybe know I've heard of, yeah. they play like ten songs at three minutes piece heard of, yeah. for about 30 minutes I've never yeah. heard of and warm us up before we get so there. So it's almost like I like equivalent like to – so it's almost like being in an art museum because these are just kind of like – you know, it's, it's kind of in that realm of like art, but like in a museum, you just kind of look at a painting. You're just like, all right, I'm done with that painting. And then you kind of move on. And this is just right. like, Oh, I'm not feeling this song. Oh, still, still has two and a half minutes. Oh, we're still going. 
This song is yeah, still yeah. playing. Okay, so I just stand here and drink this beer. Do I go like make a concession stand run? <laughs> See, I let so this is gonna be. This, I'm low on concerts too. I don't go to very many. Yeah. I don't go to a lot of them. Obviously, as the audience knows, I don't know music lyrics right there, so it's easier <laughs> for you to, to lose me yeah. in that in that moment. But I do get, I do hear what you're saying. It's like less on the like. I get the because the the concerts, the whole experience, like feeling the music and you you're, you have the shared experience. Plus, like the tailgating, like beforehand, that's a big factor in a lot of those things. But. You're right. Like when you're in there, you're in the moment. If you're not in that vibe, if you don't like, if you didn't hit that wave, that like adrenaline rush or just the current of emotion that everyone's hitting on, then yes, you could sit there and find yourself just kind of, you know, on the outside looking in and it's, it becomes a very surreal experience. And you're kind of like, well, what am I doing here? What's the point of me being here? If I'm not truly going to experience it, yeah, I could drink this beer or I could go to the concession stand, or I could like look on my phone, which now is like, I don't know how anyone, everyone just watches their concert through their phone now. Yeah. By the way, no, you'll never revisit that video. That's so it. Stop doing. I mean, it. we just go rogue and we just go the top three worst things about concert right now. We just go rogue on the Neapolitan <laughs> showdown. We sound like two really just old guys. We are like two stick in the muds, like breaking down. Right. If you could put the face app old person filter on our podcast right now, it would look super old. <laughs> Uh yeah okay so are we gonna do that okay so we're just gonna rank the top three concerts okay out of the gate I'm gonna go I went with Def Leppard all right these Ooh. yeah let's talk I like, like if Leopard. I gotta see a band if I gotta sit there okay so here's one thing I want I I gotta I need to know a lot of their songs a lot if not all because I don't yes, I don't want to stand there sitting through like a song that Snow I've never heard of before I would see some Snow Patrol <laughs> got a got a live studio audience what's 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 the singular for audience audience member. I see the audience. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would I would go uh, Def Leppard. They rock. It has the one armed drummer. Be great to see. Curious yeah. to see for sure. That would be a show. Uh, and then that would be yeah, a show. I like uh, like most of their songs still hold up and not overplayed. I like it. And wouldn't be it wouldn't be too packed. The crowd to see a Def Leppard concert also I think mm. would be my kind of people. Especially if you're going today. Today. Right? If you're going yes. in their heyday, would yes, be, yes, yes, be yes, a little yes, bit yes, rougher. Yes. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, so I, I was definitely on that same vein. I went with uh, later 80s, early 90s, kind of rock hairish band. Not really, but I'm going with Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, yeah, yeah. A little harder. You want to see, you wanna see Axl Rose get winded. I want to say, well, right. The, the funny thing is, is that going to that concert, there's like, even in my imagination, like seeing them dead or alive or whatever. Sure. Like, I think they're all, they're all they probably alive, right? They're all alive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Steven Adler's still alive. Sure. But, but. But but uh, but if 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 I was to go to go see them, there's a good chance that they still might not show up and play anyway. Yeah, so yeah. So that's I mean, is, is that, that little excitement factor? It's like your summer fling yeah, with exactly. Guns and Roses. There could be a riot. Place. It could be Montreal all over again. Uh sure. Okay, so I'm gonna go Def Leppard. Uh, the number of total arms the band has, I think, is at seven. Seven arms. Yeah. And then I will go Guns N' Roses, how long Axl Rose can kind of bounce back and forth, how many springs he has before he gets winded. I'm going to go at 12. So it's 12 to 7. Yeah. I want an appetite for destruction, Axel, not Chinese democracy, <laughs> Axel. I just want to clarify that. Oh, you know that. Um, my number two slot, I got another classic one, Fleetwood Mac. Ooh, Here's what I like about Fleetwood Mac. That's a Mac. good one. Okay, so I do no other songs, love all the songs. 
I, I think they perform really well. And here's the thing, like, just looking up on stage and just, like, the past sexual tension that used to go on and just kind of, like, the who I was hooking up with, which is, it's just fascinating. It's just fascinating to look up there and kind of see that vibe of just, like, yeah, they're just seeing them survive decades with just like Stevie Nicks on this side, and she was like married to this guy, and then he's writing the song about yeah. her. Me, me, Mick Fleetwood just hanging out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like they're it. Just kind of I like out. sexual tension. Kind of like I like it too because it's like honestly, when we're talking about you know you want to see real artists and performers, like they put music above just like you're banging my girlfriend. They're like we still got to get everywhere out, so let's get to work. Let's fire, let's fire up those drumsticks. Right. Three of the original five. That's right. Dead since 2010. <laughs> okay, well, so might, might not be able to see them. Look at this. Already getting getting notes on this. Uh, this just in. This just in. <laughs> um, there are two surviving Fleetwood Mac out of five. But we did say dead or alive. We said dead or alive. We did. Yeah. yeah. The studio audience did not, did not hear that caveat. Um, I like it. And uh, thankfully, our audience can't hear my side of the audio. Sure. Which is nice. So there's no notes coming my way, um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with number two. Yeah. Uh, for my number two, I'm gonna go with Pearl Jam because yeah. what I talked about that emotional roller coaster that the the audience kind of gets in there and everyone wi- rides this wave with the band. I do think I've never seen them. I would love to see them, but you listen to on like Sirius XM. There's a Pearl Jam station. You listen to a lot of their live audio that they recorded for for a lot of their concerts you can feel like there's a synergy between the audience and the band eddie vetter one of the better front man front men that we have had out there and i just think it would be a good fucking time i know a lot of their songs plus again it hits in that uh, that peak most awesome vocal range where i can Fever and flow. Yeah. I can get in there and they're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't yeah. have to feel like I'm really singing, but that's like me and I can sing along with it. And then, and no one knows really what the fuck he's saying right. anyway. So it's, it's perfect on two levels for me. Uh, that's right. You do see, you know what? If I had to, if I had to guess something, if I had to guess like a t shirt rocking around kind of, I, I think you did have, uh, I think in, you're a little older than me, probably that freshman year of high school, you were listening to some Pearl Jam, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the CD, yeah, yeah. yeah the CD in that. And that uh, three-disc changer that you had, you could take the face off your JVX like Sony thing, like your. Oh please, you're 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 putting too much on me. No no no, no. we had the the disc man <laughs> with, with the cassette with the ta- with the cassette tape <laughs> that into the plugged cassette in the player, ho- headphone jack. Oh that's nice. Oh yeah, that uh, was you fucking remember, money. Remember baby. the fucking bullshit of just like anti-skip? What a fucking. F- what a yeah. piece of shit. Uh, all right, so. Pearl Jam, Butterman. I think you gave me like eight different lyrics as an octave, so I'm going to put you at 20. Uh, I have Fleetwood Mac. Ooh. I was updated and only two original band members are still alive, so that puts me at two plus my, plus my seven limbs from earlier, so that's a, that's a nine to 20. Nine to 20 going oh, to the man. final. I didn't expect this. You better, you better close out strong. No, I expect – Close I, out this I, Neapolitan I expect you to lose this one. I walked in. I was just really like, did you? It's because yeah. your disdain for concerts in general. It is. Yeah, I didn't want to win it, and also like I kind of forgot that you're an old man like me in this, and you're just like, hey, yeah, concerts. I don't get it either. <laughs> like, where are we? Yeah. Where's, what's isn't the game on? What's the score right now? Is there not a TV? Exactly. Yeah, of, so like, it's been outside. way too much looking for the scoreboard. Uh, We're at a stadium for Christ's sake. I, I kept. I have Beatles on my top spot. So really, yeah. I mean, it's, they're like they have a lot of hits. They're the Beatles. I like the Beatles. I know a lot of their songs. Uh, 
You don't have to worry about them playing B-sides because I don't know if they have B-sides. Like every song, sure. you know, you can sing along. And they, they put on a show. They like to be there. They're not above it. They also seem like to me the kind of band that, as opposed to playing like a shorter set list, would get into it. Like I think they bring it every night. And I think they always just kind of like deliver all the songs. They're not trying to skip out early. Consummate professionals. Yeah. What era Beatles do you want to see? Ooh, um... Do you want to see like the mod sixties or like the Sergeant Pepper, like experimental stuff, like in the seventies? Uh, probably like closer to seventies. Probably like six or six or seventy. I, I don't want to see like the. I mean, like like I want to hold your hand and all like that poppy, like the extremely poppy stuff. Like I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking a little later, yeah, later yeah. a little later in the game. Right, right. How many surviving members are the Beatles today? Do you know the answer to this? I do know. Oh, the is answer. it three? It's two. Oh, okay. Right. Ringo and Paul McCartney, and then George Harrison die, is dead, and obviously, oh John, uh, John Lennon, yeah, Lennon yeah, yeah, that's dead. right, that's right, too. All right, so yeah, Doc, a point. Right. You yeah, automatically yeah. win. What's your number one band? What do you want to do? <laughs> Call me out. I thought our audience left. I'm going another seventies band, and now wait, is he texting you right now? He is. He's he's like ask, ask this question. Um, I'm going to go in another band I, I don't know how many surviving members are in this band but I'm going to go with Led Zeppelin Zeppelin I think yeah. there would be a fucking awesome concert to go to mm-hmm. Dead or Alive Led Zeppelin 1973 they had a live album at Madison Square Gardens that is fucking unreal um, I just think what an experience that would be and I love I like the I know a lot of their songs and again it doesn't really matter if I know the words but yeah. um, which you don't I, I but yeah, which I don't. Correct. Which I don't. Don't even worry about that. But I do like the fact that everyone will get involved on it. I think that would be a good concert. You got you got a quick time for your console bracket, real quick. Console bracket, yeah. Let's hit it, brother. Gotcha. I did have Chili Peppers, Radiohead on there. I think those. So, are so I had the Chili Peppers. Like the Chili, I've only been in like five concerts total, I think, or four. I like always bring it up, but I've been to the Chili Peppers twice, and it was yeah, oh, yeah really? it was a good time. Like I, I like I, I legit like the Chili Peppers. Sure, I've only been to like I've been to a couple like music festival type things, and I've seen a couple different acts. But I've been to like my first concert ever was CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival, yeah. with like the son of Fogarty. And then uh, I did see this like, and I put Busta Rhymes on here as my console bracket because I saw Busta Rhymes in concert, and I was like a fish out of water. Yeah. And he also had this like insane moment. I'll, it's been burned into my eyes for as long, and I don't really know like what his point of doing this was for because it was predominantly dudes. There were some women out in the audience, but like Buster Rhymes like pulled his pants down. Yeah, he was wearing like 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 box or not, like 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 tidy whities basically, except he had this like huge like phallus coming off of his tidy whities. And it was like gyrating his hips and like swinging around. It's like, yeah, okay, Buster Rhymes, you got a huge dick. We get it. Like, why are you like beating it? I to was the gonna music? say he, it was, he pulled his dong out and flapped it around to the jam. Right, exactly. But it was in his tidy whities. But it like he had like snuffle up against tidy whities where it like it had like an extra like pouch for his dick. Oh, okay, yeah, but he yeah. was swinging around, yeah. and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Wow. And people were going nuts for it. Yeah. It was insane. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, I I hate to say this, it sounds more interesting than a lot of the concerts that I hear about. 
Like it's just talk like, about catching my attention. <laughs> I was like, "What is going on? Are we? How are we not commenting on uh, this?" All right, Mr. Buster Bust, uh, Snuffleupagus bonus points. Obviously, going to most <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, you had the win, brother. Well done. Thank you, sir. I, I'm gonna have to Thank get. So I'll be at a you. concert this weekend. So I, I, I'm gonna try to do um, last call sports call from the concert. Ooh, what concert are you going to, Brandana? Tell I'm us. I'm going to the Jonas Brothers. Uh, to the what? Taylor Swift. <laughs> Jonas Brothers. Taylor I'm, I'm Swift. going to the Rolling Stones. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so there you go. That, that'd be yeah, interesting. I think that was on some list. So I don't. There's, they're supposed to be good. I think I. Not kidding. I think I know four Rolling Stones songs, and all three are the same song that are sure. always used in fucking. Uh, what 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 venue are you going to go see him at? Are you going to see him at? In, in New York? No, no, it's in Jacksonville. That's why I'm going to be in Florida, bro. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That'll be interesting. It will be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Rolling Stones, if anyone can switch me around on liking concerts, it's have to be them, right? Uh, all right, brother. Yeah. We're, we're up against it. Do we have time to get into this AFC East? We got we to. We got to. We can't we push it anymore. All right. Let's go. You know the rules of this. So, guys, we switched it this year. Uh, this is number three of eight segment where we do the over-unders for the team on the season. Uh, this year, Most Awesome is going to tell me a team I haven't looked yet. I'm going to try to guess what the over-under is, what Vegas has them as, and we'll say over-under, and then, uh, yeah, we'll say which side we want, and we'll be like, put money on it, or it's a stay away. Let's get started, bro. What team out of the gate? Gotcha. We'll go in alphabetical order. We'll start with the Plucky Buffalo Bills. Oh, bring this to the jam. <laughs> Okay, there was the jam. We almost didn't get there. What team was it, bro? The Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Uh, all right, but this was all super tough. Did you ask me to bring you to the jam, or did you ask me for the? No, no I just no, I just brought it to the jam. You can tell me. I forgot oh, to okay. get the jam there. We gotta play that song. We gotta keep playing that song until Pink Floyd asks us to stop. So yeah, we're gonna keep yeah. in there. Uh, the Bills. So this is these were all I I found these kind of like super difficult. Um. Bills I have at I believe Vegas has them at five wins. Ooh. Uh the thing that I saw them at had them at six and a half. Ah, oh, little low. Little low. Their schedule is um I I think this whole AFC East schedule is pretty rough. I I don't know. So yeah. so there's a little step out for Josh Allen, right? Last year. Like I mean he had that Vikings win, which one of the biggest upsets it seemed like they overachieved a little bit last year, and then right. they had that big win over the Vikings, which one of the biggest upsets in you know NFL regular <laughs> season history. Gambling history. Yeah, gambling history. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty rough. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think you got to play the Patriots twice. I think we both took a look at their schedule. It's Even look at their schedule, you know, like the Jets, Giants, Bengals coming out of the gate, uh, those are three winnable ones, and then, you know, Patriots, and then at Titans. So... I, I guess I, I I guess I can see it. It's not crazy. I would just you know when it comes down to a coin flip, I would put the Bills kind of on the on the lower end of expecting them to sneak something out. Do you like kind of what they're building there? I do. I think they're a little bit plucky. I like what they did um, in the draft this year. I like they've got a lot of young guys. the The pluses for me are you know they got Ed Oliver in the draft. They got they have 
Trey, Dari- Trey Davies White on defense and Terrell Edmonds. I like their defense. I think it'll, it'll be much improved this year. And then Josh Allen will be the kind of X factor. I mean, we saw him, you know, they put him in a lot of, like, open sets with, like, no running back and just kind of let him either throw it or run. And so I don't think it's going to be sustainable for a long-term season, but I think it might keep their defense off the field a little bit and move the chains on third down if he can if he can run. Plus, I just like that opening first five games of the season. I like, you know, at, you know, at the Jets, at the Giants, you know, but basically that's just a you know that's a that's not really much of a road game for them in, in Buffalo, home for Cincy, home for the Pats, then you're at Tennessee, and then you got your bye week, but then you got. Miami at home, Philly at home, Washington at home, and I think right there you could be looking at four wins possibly in the the Giants, Cincy, Miami, and Washington. I mean that's not mm, yeah. that's not insane to start in the first nine years, and then you're four and five in the first ten games of the season. Um, their back half of the, of the schedule looks a little bit rough, but I, I would I, I've got them for six wins, but you could talk me into them sneaking a win somewhere. I've got wins at. Jets, or excuse me, Giants, Cincy, Miami, Washington, Miami on the road, and Jets at home. But so you, could, just, you could sneak that Jets game, too, and then you're at seven wins. Yeah, so that second half, they're looking at, uh, they have a seven-game stretch where five of them are on the road, with yeah. uh, two of those being kind of back-to-back. So that's going to be a little rough. I hear you, and unfortunately, that's why Vegas knows what it's doing. So setting at six and a half, asking to go to seven. I don't feel kind of. I, I hear what you're saying, and you're convincing me a little bit, but I I don't feel confident enough to put money on it to to guarantee kind of that cash at seven wins. And I'm not going to go under because I do see them kind of hovering around that six mark. So this is a stay away from me. Yeah, I would say stay away, but I would say six and ten, seven and nine, um, would not shock me. But at six and a half, that's why. Yeah, like you exactly. said Vegas is what Vegas does. So. Vegas doing just Vegas being Vegas, baby. Uh, Vegas next team, next team. Who you got? Uh, let's go with the Dolphins. We talked about the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins bounce back and forth. The Dolphins schedule is fucking. It's brutal. Yes, it's a brutal. It is that is a brutal, brutal schedule. Uh, man, I want to go back and forth. I'm so tempted. I put the Dolphins at five. You are spot on, sir. Five. Boom. Good, boom, good, boom. good done. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I almost got tested. Uh, I know you like to do this, buddy. Why don't you run down the schedule? I, I'll, I'll say the first four games, and you take it from there. First sure. four games are, you know, they're hosting the Ravens, which uh, still kind of got to feel them out. Hosting the Patriots, yikes, at the Cowboys, not ideal, hosting the Chargers. So why that is a lot of home games, <laughs> they're kind of wasting their home games on really difficult fucking teams. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that that Baltimore game, is where you, you don't know, but I just think talent-wise, Baltimore more is better yeah and i think they're just gonna grind them down it's gonna be like a ugly like 17 13 game if you, you got if, a new if you came out that at two and two you'd be like popping champagne bottles oh a hundred percent yeah but there's a they have a new head coach in brian flores they have a soft offensive line they only have two starters back it wasn't great beforehand got a rookie quarterback slash um for fitzpatrick back there too it's like yeah what are we doing so yeah first four games and you got the bye week in week five i hate the early bye week for these teams mm. um just when you get kind of things rolling then you got a, yeah. a bye week and uh then you at washington so that's a potentially win- winnable game then you're on the road for buffalo pittsburgh home for the jets 
week 10, they've got they're at Indy, which is going to be a tough game. Then they're they host Buffalo at Cleveland, yep. home for Philly. Then they've got the Jets, Giants on the road, Cincy away, and New England. So it's one of those things where it's like, man, that just becomes like, yeah, you've got the Jets and the Giants in there, but they're on the road. They've been, you know, eight weeks removed from a bye week and just getting banged up, injured. Josh Rosen just taking a beating on that offensive line and just being a rookie head coach is saying like, all right, let's just, you know, we, we, we figured some things up. We've got to figure a lot more out. Like, let's not waste our draft status. I mean, I've got three games in there that I think that they can win, splitting it with the Jets, Washington, and Cincy. Um, I have them at four and 12. I, I would, if you're, if you're looking at five, I take that under. I would take the under two. Like, I'm not betting the house right now because I think it's what – and this is going to come up a lot as we kind of lay these out. It's it's really hard with these uh, interdivision games if you're not confident on, like, how good are the Bills going to be? How good are the right. Jets going to be? You know, that represents, like, four games that the Dolphins have to play right there. Right. Um, yeah, so it would be interesting how they shake it up. So it is at five. I would lean to the under if you had to bet money, but I'm not I'm not excited. This isn't a let's, let's win some cash game. Plenty of other yeah. wise places to win money. Uh, all right, what's and next, buddy? Let's go with the Jets, the, the New York Jets. The New York football Jets. Um, I think I went a little – I don't know why I'm a little high on them, but I am. I think it's too high. I, w- I want to delete it down and change it, but I'm not going to. I have six and a half. Ooh, I have seven and a half. And I think – and I thought that when I read that, that was too high. At yeah. seven and a half. Oh, is that what Vegas? I, oh, Vegas has yeah. a seven and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought it was too high, and I thought, yeah. well, this is clearly like Sam Darnold bump plus yeah. Le'Veon Bell. They spent a, Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Mosley, they spent a ton of money in the offseason, so they're just they're just trying to figure it out. But the thing that they're forgetting is is that Adam Gase is their, still their head coach, and the infighting in the offseason for you know supremacy of the – the direction of the franchise is going on. The uh, GM got fired, and now they have a, a an interim GM in place. I, I I just I don't I don't I could be wrong, but I just don't see it. I mean, their defense is going to be awesome. So are they just expecting their defense to keep up keep a minute and and Sam Darnold to make enough plays? Yeah, to to move the rock. Uh, that could be it. But you know, it could go the other way. I mean, we see this all the time where these young quarterbacks have like a ton of pressure on them. The teams like load up, spend a lot of money, and then it doesn't really come together the way everyone thought it would. Yeah, so this is gonna be this is gonna be a tough win of seven games. Like this is gonna be like there's no two you don't accidentally win seven games. Like you have right. to you have to be a good football team. So we're saying the Jets are Vegas is saying the Jets are going to be like a good football team. A right. decent football team. Right. Uh and, and there's just there's there's little stretches that are interesting, like I think I think you can go add Jags, add Dolphins, host the Giants, and pull off three there. Uh, yeah. You know I'm high on Redskins. Like Raiders are there, but like to get you said it's at seven and a half. Right. That's what I'm saying. So to like, go eight and eight. Right. Like that's you gotta, you, that's a you've lot. Got, that's tall. Here's the here's their home for the Bills, home for Cleveland, at New England. Then they got a week four bye week, and then look at this. Then they've got Philly, Dallas, New England, yeah. Jacksonville on the road. Yeah. So I mean Jacksonville, yes, they were down last year. Yeah, and they got you, Nick Foles, yeah, you but go, they're you still, go, they still got a good squad. Go they got some four on that stretch and not. Yeah. You play the Patriots two times in five weeks. Yeah, and then they're at Miami, Giants on at at home, 
Washington on the road. Then they got Oakland, which we really don't know what they are. Cincy, I have most of their wins in the back half of the season, and that's I still was struggling to get six wins. Miami, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and then Buffalo. Yeah. So it's like, man, that's just – and, again, I hate that early bye week, week four. You, you just – you're going through a gauntlet right out of the gate. It's just like you're bound for someone to get dinged up, you know, and and just throw off the chemistry of your whole team with yeah. that many games in, in a row. That'll be interesting. You, yeah, you sold me again, brother. This is my gambling corner, but you keep selling me. So I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go the under on this. Obviously, at six and a half. I think seven and a half. You and I see eye to eye is super high. But this would be my number one out of all of these games we talked about. Of all these uh, futures Jeez. for next year to put money on. Like I like gotcha. this. I like this Jets under. Because even gotcha. if you sit at seven wins, which would still be decent, like you still win the bet. Yeah, exactly. You mark yeah, these down. So- we are keeping track, bro. Yeah. Yes, I am. I'm keeping track. Yeah. I'm gonna okay. eventually have to compile all of them together to put down on one big thing. Yeah, that's that's. How then we've works. got our final team. Sure. A team that we have talked much about, the New England Patriots. New England Patriots. Oh, we're gonna drop our life pod info in here. Ooh, we might as well. As well. Um, you know, if I can love New England, it's impossible to tell if Tom Brady will end, when he will end. I think this is now I'm thinking it's low. Uh I'm gonna i I'm gonna stay with it though. I'm gonna say eleven and a half. You're close. It's eleven. Oh shit. Okay. You're right there. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I yeah, yeah, I thought if anything I was gonna bump it up, so I'm glad I'm glad I stayed there. Uh it's so they had that later bye week, mid season where you should have a yep. bye week. Just yeah. I'm not gonna steal your thunder on that. But uh I, I still think I see the set. The set here is I, it's it's typical. It's typical. Pictures play in the AFC East, so yeah, tally them up just, for three home wins, like right out of the gate. And there you go, three and zero, yeah, three and zero Patriots. What else you got? Yeah, exactly. It just starts rolling. You got they're home at Pittsburgh. That'll be an interesting game at Miami, at Jet or home for Jets at Buffalo, at Washington, home for the Giants at Jets again. Then Week Eight, Cleveland. Boom. Home for Cleveland. Who's going to be in attendance for that game? It's you and I, Brandon. Brandon. That's you and I. Uh, that's right. Going to that that's game. That's right. We're going to Boston. We're going to Foxborough, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're Boston. How you like Boston. them? How you like we're them get, apples? We're going to get clam chowder. Yeah, damn hey apples. Damn we're going to steal. We're going to rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> I meant jokingly. <laughs> um, the, then they're. <laughs> then they're at Baltimore, they got a bye week. This is where their their record does get tough, though. This is what would make me nervous because I feel pretty confident that they could come out like seven and two heading into their bye week. Yeah, at Philly could be a tough game. Home for Dallas could be sure. a tough game. Dallas is fine. At Houston, right? I mean, who knows? You know, who knows if Houston's rolling? They got some mojo. Home for Kansas City. I'll leave that. I'll put a. Little question mark on that one. <laughs> sure. Oh, then they go. Then Ryan. they go at at Cincy. Then they're home for the Bills. Home for Miami. So they they clean up nice in the end. Probably getting three three wins out of there. I I know everyone's making a much ado about Gronk leaving, and that is a big miss for them. But yeah, as I mean, you talked about it, we talked about it at the top of the show. They've got four running backs in their stable that I think could do real damage. They up. They loaded up on the offensive line. In the draft, Yandi uh, Castile out of Kansas State, uh, Halati Frodeholt, 
who's my favorite offensive lineman coming out of the draft out of Arkansas, a center. I think that these dudes are they're just going to load up and they're just going to protect Tom Brady, get, run the ball, hammer the ball, and then go play exactly. action over the top. So, yeah, this is the biggest thing we're talking about right here. Is we're not talking about Randy Moss, New England Patriots, like 2009 or whatever. Like right. This is – and this is what you're betting on. To me, I, I'm kind of surprised that Vegas kept at this chill at 11. I really thought it was going to be 12 and a half, which makes yeah. it an easy like bet under. But, uh, you know, I said 11 and a half because I'm dialed in, and that's what I do. I get dialed in. So I was yeah. still right by the number. <laughs> I really do. So uh, this is the big question to me. Like The big question is, what does Tom Brady look like this year? Hashtag, how important is the regular season? Right. Like there, you were going to see a lot of what we saw last year, which I think a lot of game management. I'm not calling Tom Brady a game manager, but he's not going to put himself in risky positions in the regular season. This guy wants this guy wants rings. This guy wants he's going to hand off the ball. He's going to win yeah. games. They're going to grind it out. So it's going to be slow, not exciting football to watch. Yeah, the first half of the season is going to look a lot like the Super Bowl, and they're just going to yep. grind it out. Exactly. They're going to try and grind and and. You know, everyone, you know, made a big deal about losing Trey Flowers, but they replaced him with they had Dietrich Weiss, who they liked. They got Michael Bennett, who's a solid free agent, who's just he's ring chasing at this point. Then they got a guy from Michigan, go blue, Chase Winovich. I love Chase Winovich. It's going to be a good fit in the Patriots defense. Like Patriots had an awesome draft. Like, I don't think people are going to make enough about that, but they just got they have depth more so than anything. So they hit an injury. The drop-off, the only position obviously being quarterback, the drop-off is not dramatic the way it would affect some other teams. Like the, the Jets lose Le'Veon Bell for any significant period of time. That thwarts, that screws their offense up completely. The The Patriots don't have that Achilles heel. So while they don't have like the top-end players and Gronk isn't there, they have a lot of like there's next man up, do your job. Like they have a lot of guys that will come in there and just give you – 98% of what that other guy was giving you before. Perfect, brother. Uh, anything walking out of this to put money on? I think if anything I'm feeling the most excited about, I think I'm doing the Jets under. Yeah, I would do the Jets under, and I would probably – I wouldn't put a ton of money on it, but I'd, I'd take that Patriots over just because fucking why not. <laughs> I mean, it's uh... – wouldn't be the dumbest money spent when you're sitting there week nine and they're fucking seven and one going to their bye week and just be like, Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. All right, brother. Uh, who you got for the MVP of the week? Ooh, MVP of the week. I'm going to go with the Duffer brothers, the creators of stranger things. We just finished Dr. Mrs. The commission. I just finished season three. Oh, nice. Fucking. Perfect. I loved it. Hit that. Perfect. Nostalgia. Tip. Love it. Uh, I'm going to go to – didn't do this because I think we're jumping on something else. Uh, obviously, do the USA women's soccer team. Oh, you get, that's uh, good. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, just because you were favored AF, don't mean you still don't get an air horn after you just execute and get it did. Congrats. Uh, much deserved trophy? Medal? Trophy? Cup? Medal? Shirt? Jersey, uh, flag, sure. pennant? Yeah. I don't know. What have you got? You got it all. They were great. They were great on Instagram. I loved all their videos. So congrats, guys. Excellent congrats. work, ladies. Uh, this has been the MAB Sports Podcast, episode 73. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I know we have some 
Mad Degrees Separation coming up. Uh, plenty. Guys, we'll literally talk about anything you fucking email us. Uh, you want to do a Neapolitan <laughs> showdown? You you want to set the table for us? We will come there and dine. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Brandana's going to the Rolling Stones concert, which reminds me of that old adage, a rolling pod gathers no Mabs. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Oh.